0: Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Narina, let's start by that uh, terribly kept secret that we spoke (laughs) about yesterday—that deal between Anglo Platinum and Sibanye Gold announced yesterday in Rustenburg. Um, What can you tell us about
1: some of the finer details? So, Sakina, I think it's a really great deal for both companies. Um, it's buying of the of the Rustenberg mines um, that Sabanya Gold will buy from Anglo Platinum. These are key already there. These, uh, I expect there will be a name change. I think it might be called Sabanya Resources one of these days. But, yes, they bought the, the, the mines for a total price of 4.5 billion rand, but they have been very innovative in how they've structured the payments of that. There will be a third of that. 1.5 billion will be paid in cash. cash. Cash, well, cash all shares up front and Sabania can choose how they want to do it. But the balance of the payment will be made over a period of up to six, even eight years and will be paid from free cash flows. Um, and, And this really means that Sabanya has got a long-term to actually, or a good opportunity to convert these assets into better cash-generating assets. But at the same time, Anglo-Platinum also still retain some sort of income and some stake from from all of this. They will also retain the, the refining operations, which I think is key for them. And, and for me, what is key about this, this deal is I love the way in which they've really been innovative to structure it in such a way that both com- companies really benefit from from it and that it is a win-win situation. It's not often with a corporate deal like this that you find that the share prices of both companies rise after the deal is announced. There's normally a sense that there's sort of a winner and a loser in this. I do think Sabanya is, a, is, is on a relative basis the winner in all of this, especially with Neil Froneman at the, at the helm, because he's got a great track record in terms of extracting value from, from assets that other operations might not have been able to do so. Also, very importantly, this deal involves around 16,000 workers. at uh, The Rustenberg mines are the are the most labour-intensive in the Anglo-Platts stable, so, um, and I think Sabania has got a very good track record also in terms of its labour relations, currently still um, at, at odds with, uh, with the unions in terms of the gold se- uh, wage settlement, but I do think that they are better positioned to, to really sort of do the best for all stakeholders.
0: And then, Norena, um, the ratings agencies, now they've been in the news uh, for a bit now. Uh, first, it was Fitch announcing its withdrawal from South African market. And then both Moody's and uh, Standard & Poor's lowering their forecast for growth in Asian economies. But uh, what has been the reaction in the market to all of this news?
1: Well, interestingly, it, uh, you know, the the initial reaction yesterday morning was was a rally in especially in the Asian markets, but that has mostly come on the back of an expectation of additional stimulus, both monetary and fiscal. In fact, yesterday morning we saw a huge rally on the on the Nikkei, um, and this was after Japan lowered its corporate tax rate or said that it would be lowered in 2016. But I think what is interesting is that the ratings agencies appear to be more concerned about the economies around China than about China itself. So they've retained their, their GDP forecast for China for this year and just lowered it uh, marginally for 2016 and 2017. Um they, they've they cited abysmal trade and data fears about China's market stability um, around some of those Asian economies. And I think in particular, we've spoken about this before, that it is those that are feeding into China that I think is more at risk. So another one that's interesting this morning, um, Brazil being uh, downgraded to junk status certainly will result in some outflows, especially from the bond market and so on. Um, but I think it's, it's really about those Southeast Asian countries that I see are, are really on the back foot this morning, and I think this is a is a is a strong warning sign for South Africa in terms of what the impact might be on our own rating um, if our unless we can actually sort of detach ourselves a little bit more from uh, the, the, the the slowdown in Chinese growth.
0: And then, of course, uh, the long-awaited announcement about the relaunch of African Bank, or at least the good bank, Narina, and that was finally made yesterday. Now, some of the key points that you can highlight for us around that.
1: Yeah, so, so the actual um, operations, although it'll start a little bit later, only now scheduled to start on the 1st of February next year. But, um, but there's, there's some very good um, technical reasons for the delay. Lots of regulatory boxes that need to be ticked and so on. Um, once this is all relaunched, uh, government will be the single largest shareholder. Um, you know, in the, in, in the region between the, the Reserve Bank and the Government Employee Pension Fund, they'll hold a combined 75% stake in the bank. So, so that is quite a Quite a big one but I think over the longer term we can probably expect the state to to sell the um, their holdings down and, and, and move out of it and um, I think one of the things that was that was in the deal that I thought was quite um, important was the sell of Stan gen um, from African Bank Investment Limited so the, the holding bank um, to this new African bank component and that's also one of the things that, that they hold up a lot of this. Now the the, the consideration for, for this um, in the region of just under 1.4 billion rand um, and I think it might on the one hand look for ABLE shareholders as though they sold it to African Bank at a cheap price but actually this amount of money will now allow ABLE, the listed income, to actually repay some of its debts and um, you might even find that there's a bit of money left over for the preference shareholders and I think this is certainly um, a a good performance out of the curator of African Bank um, and just shows that it's sometimes a little bit worthwhile to, to be a little bit more patient to actually make sure that you put the right deal in place and extract value in such a way that it actually benefits as many people as possible. Interesting for me that they're going to keep the brand name, you know one might have thought that African Bank has somewhat tarnished the name, um, subsequent to, to the events of last year. But uh, the curator and the board feels that there's enough brand value in the name African Bank that they're going to be retaining that name.
0: Well, that's we're going to leave it for this morning. Thank you so much, Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA.